Hello and welcome to the Truck and Driver podcast. I'm Dougie Rankin. This is Chris Madison at the West Wing of the Mental Institute. Do you know what day it is today? No idea. It's the 7th of June. It's Convoy Day. Is it? Yes. Because people were saying Convoy Day was yesterday, which was the 6th of June. And technically it is in the original song when it's a Kenworth hauling logs. But if there was only ever the song, nobody would ever care, would they? The movie is where it's at. It's the 7th of June, and it's a bulldog Mac with a can on back. Have we agreed? I don't care. Yeah, well, happy convoy day to you as well. Thank you. I've got convoy things happening later in the summer with the guy. If you go and buy the convoy DVD, and it's got a a thing on it called Sam's Trucker Film, which is a, a documentary about the film, and I'm speaking to the director, the guy who made that, Mike Siegel, who's from Germany, and we're going to do a convoy special stuff. He's got thousands of unseen pictures from the film, loads of behind-the-scenes stuff, and that's going to Any be really naughty brilliant. ones of Ali McGraw? Uh, possibly. Now, there, was, there was a picture of Ali McGraw lying in the desert um, in Arizona um, in between shots, because it's loads of candid oh, so shots. Oh, so not like covered in set. vultures. All right, yeah. No, 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 not covered in vultures. Or that's a bit kinky, even for, even for Yorkshire. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, see Wish.com this week. It keeps telling me, because I keep going clicking through on items and seeing what I like. Well, it thinks I like them. That was the most alarming th- alarming thing yet, you know. And this is, basically, it's 12... I'm, I've been at home for 11 weeks. Um, we can tell. Mm, yeah, can't you just... Um, oh, the, the latest thing, it's it's a sex doll, but it's a torso. It has no arms and... It has, it has no arms and no legs, right? <laughs> Handy for cabs. It's cab-sized. Well, that's something you could store. It easily fits yeah. in. Uh, easily fits into the overhead locker of a Ford and Alpha. You could keep Susan, as we're going to call her. You could keep Susan inflated at all times, couldn't you? you just keep no, no, she's not, you don't. She's not inflated. It's like a lump of latex. Oh, it's like a hunk of. It's worse. like a. Dis, it's like a disembodied torso. And it's how much like are there? Twenty-nine quid. It's Can you get me one on a, on account? For the simple reason that we've got these idiots now at at Port that sometimes stop you and want to have a look on your top bunk. And I said, why would you want to have a look at my top bunk? Because some drivers are taking their children abroad in um, acrimonious Mm. marriage breakdowns. I'm like, well, yeah, fair enough, but I'm not self-drive. I'm I'm dropping a trailer. I'm coming back out. So that would defeat the object, wouldn't it? Anyway, the little Hitlers want to have a look on your top bunk. So if if I could have a dismembered Susan torso up there tucked away, that would be... Epic. Right, okay. I'll Send me a link later on, I'm having one, at least one. You've got to think, though, I mean, people could be very lonely in these difficult times and things, but I always think with stuff like that, imagine if you bought that, and mm. then you were in a massive accident, and you had to go to hospital, <laughs> so you're... So, you know, my, my poor pensioner parents had to come round to my house to find some clothing to take to me to hospital, and yeah. they found a sex torso... <clears throat> Even worse, if it's on your top bunk and you have a massive accident and it's a mess and they have to cut you out and they find yeah. two bloodied torsos in one truck but no arms and legs or a spare head. Oh, it's alarming. It'd, it's, it'd be back yeah. to the morgue for a meat puzzle and then your mother would have to come and identify the bits that fit. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, content. I was going to run down. I was going to do. Coming up on the podcast today, we're going to be talking about the latest industry news from our friends at Motor Transport. We're going to be talking about mending Foden's, buying parts, um, discount leisure wear, going back to the office in the end of lockdown, traveling to Germany. Many exciting things. But yeah, you know, 
Yeah, so what have you been up to this week? Uh, struggling and oh losing money hand over fist, mostly. We seem to be doing a lot of West now, which is like perfect because it pays knob all. So I seem to be in Liverpool a lot, which is about as bad as it gets. But at least I'm still working when many aren't. But um, turnover's down, so morale is down. And I haven't had a Scottish run for about a month. Oh. But I've managed... I managed to bag one for Monday night, so I've got some trivia to do round and about on Monday, and then I'm uh, I'm going up at 74 on Monday afternoon, so that's good, so I'm quite jolly about that. Oh, that's good. Ah, I don't know where yet, because this is the thing with my customer, you get your job sent through for the day, and it says, you know, Leeds, Reload, Scunthorpe, blah, 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 and it says, Runaway Scotland, and I say, whereabouts, because it's a big place, am I going to Fort William, or am I going to Campbell Slang, or what? We'll let you know near the time. So... I could be going anywhere, so possibly at West Calder. Who knows? Well, possibly, that's all right. I could be at Whiskey Run, I could be in a wind turbine somewhere, topside of nowhere, or I could be in Glasgow. It's uh, important that you get all the information required so you can plan. Mm -hmm. Mm. That does sound good, that. I've done 11 weeks staying at home now, and um, I've had had enough of it. (laughs) Put it bluntly. I'm going going back to the East Colbride office from Monday to Friday so I can get a bit of... um, routine and a bit of splitting up doing work and just being yeah. at home because there's clearly I mean there's only going to be three people in the office and I had a really good week last week where I went out and did that photo shoot and everything and I was out in the sun and it yeah. was great and I've done like nothing this week I've had two insomnia nights where I've not got to sleep till 5am and you take like a sleeping pill and then you can't get up the next day after that and it's just been a big I'm like, no, this is just this is just dragged on for long enough. I'm going to go and take a step back to being a bit more normal because yeah. the whole lockdown thing's in danger of dragging on for too long. People are r- widely getting um, just quite bored of it, really. Uh, uh, so they look quite bored of it in London this weekend, don't they, to be honest? Uh, yeah, I think maybe you staying in up there is not doing any good now, so you well, might as well go to work. Well, it's, it's ha- I mean... The, the protests, without going into it, I mean, they're happening sort of everywhere. And the thing of it is, there's a lot of people who haven't had anything to do for a long time, so it's something, to go, and, it's something to go and do. So right. we're going to see, this is going to be the litmus test for all of this. So with everybody going to the beach and going to Dordaldor Beach in Bournemouth, and I we're now going to see if this virus is actually going to, yeah. how virulent it is. Is it, th- this, if it doesn't start tearing through everybody again after all these things have happened then it's on on the slide I've been reading a lot on it and it seems that it's getting weaker in some places and you know things keep going in the right direction so we've just got to hope because the the wheelbarrow is off our way down the hill now there's no there's no stopping it you know it's either (laughs) aye it's either going to be a tidy bang at the bottom or there's going to be turnips everywhere Throughout it all, the transport industry has kept running, and we need to keep things need to open up and keep and get more back to normal. I wouldn't mind some clarity on convoy in the park and other mm-hmm. events coming up because a lot of other governments in Europe have said there's not going to be no large gatherings until September, until X a point, and the government hasn't said anything to us. And my boss was like, "What can you say about convoy in the park in the next issue?" And I'm like, "Well, I don't know, providing it's still on. I mean, I will everybody have to wear a mask?" that's there. What's the cleaning regime going to be like for the toilets? I don't know at this point. Is it going to be a restricted number of tickets? Can we only let 
one thousand members of the public in, but all the lorry drivers can come in. I don't. on a positive note about I don't convoy, know. and I'm um, I'm not overly positive because I don't like Donington as a venue. But anyway, on a positive note about convoy, the mm. toilets and the showers up there are awesome. They mm. are ridiculously good. You go to other mainstream shows, mm. shall we say, and by day two it's like getting showered in a butcher's back room. But <sighs> Convoy, as you get out, there's a cleaning boy going in. It's spotless. It's yeah. absolutely I brilliant. I was stunned how well they're kept up there. I think that's the stuff that people are going to want to know about. It. Mm. Like, what are we going to do for like safety things? And we don't know because we haven't had any guidance from the government. But now that we're mm. just being told to wear masks now... Um, you know, it's all about back to front, so we'll probably end up telling us something about that. Anyway, uh, what have you been doing? You, your phoning, what have you been up to with that? You've done quite a lot to it, and you've been having some problems with it. And I did a little she, bit of something to mine as well. She threw a, a, a teddy out the cot the other day, the ECAS suspension warning light came on and had a meltdown. So, um, finally got 10 minutes to plug it in, so plugged it in, and it was the offside rear ECAS valve, you know, levelling valve on chassis that pokes through. Mm-hmm. So got one of those sent out from uh, F&G, banged it on the other night, Wednesday night, I think, got it on, and then all hell broke loose. They'll run all right on one valve, these, you see, like, unlike some models, some makes, if one of ECAS valves goes down, the whole lot goes down, and it, it sits on its ass. But this one will run fine on one valve. However, that bloody annoying thing on the dashboard, every time you turn it on, going, diddly-bong, diddly-bong, drove me up the wall. So... Was it doing it all God. the time? Was it a red one? No, or no, a yellow? no. Every time you turn it back on, every time you start up, it has mm. a little. <laughs> so, eighty-five quid of the valve, which again I don't think is bad for seventeen years service. Um, nope. f- fired it on. She was fine until I back back under the trailer and put some weight on it, and then all hell broke loose. And it, it I don't know what you call those. Are they silly cars or something where they put independent gas suspension on all four corners and you can make it bounce and jump about? And yeah, hydro gas, that's what they did with that. Was that the Citroen, Citroen Zanti and all that had that sort of Yeah, stuff some of these idiots yeah. have customised cars and put these yeah. airbags on so they can oh, do yeah. all this bouncing around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, she's sitting there in the yard pimped, bouncing around. I've got about 12 inch under wheel arch near side and about an inch and a half offside. So it's, it's yeah. having a proper thrombi. So we buggered about. Uh, taking the actuator arm off and clicking it round 180 and putting it back on and then it'd go the other way. And I thought, well, she's prehistoric. Surely she doesn't need anything as technical as being calibrated, does she? Anyway. Well, uh, well, that's what I was thinking. I was going to suggest uh, calibration. Well, I managed to get in touch with the uh, mystical Jamie Rogers of JRM that is uh, harder to contact than Gandhi. And he says, aye, I shall need calibrating. Drop her in when you've time. But... Uh, when I have time, he ain't time, vice versa. So I've disconnected new expensive valve and just left it, mm. you know, mm. uh, running an old one for for time being. But tomorrow mm. I'm going to try and swing and get it calibrated because my OCD's kicked in again. So yeah, good trick. Mm-hmm. At least that one an expensive thing. And then we've got another interesting haunted uh, event currently. Air dryer. It's not doing anything naughty, but you can be steaming along for four hours and it nothing and all of a sudden it'll have 10 minutes of tapping well, they, are so, process, they are processing unit valve under the step well APU normally works or it doesn't this is the thing it normally shits itself no, bang no. on or it so it, uh, it's not tapping like the tap before they blow off you know when they get right up to the top and they start rattling before they let mm-hmm. go it's not doing that it's a really fine tapping like somebody tapping two pencils on a desk mm-hmm. so I thought hmm I'll have to keep an eye on that then 
I got back the other night and I'm sitting there doing my paperwork and I could hear this noise from under my feet and it sounded like I got a kitten trapped in a vice and it's going so I clambered out and stuck my head under the step and it's definitely coming from the dryer so I thought as is the way with us I'll get a dryer in and an APU bought and then I've got it under bed because when it goes halfway across 66 at middle at night I'll have one so I've got that I was going to I was going to do that. I, I replaced the APU in my blue one and then I took it back off and put it on the maroon one when I bought it. And the, the art, anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, it's a, it's a unit that your air dryer screws into that sits underneath the step on the driver's side and it controls the air that goes around all the circuits. And if it throws the toys out, the truck's coming to a halt. It's like you're not going any further. It'll jam the brakes on. Um, so it's, it's one of those things that's worth... Carrying, yeah. or you, if you're doing long haul on a food and or, or a daft because I've got all the dafts I've got them as well they're the same. I got a ludicrous price for APU and uh, dryer, and for some reason you couldn't have a built-up APU from DAF. You could have two halves of APU, air bit and electric bit separate, and then you had to stick them together. I thought I've got oh, some yeah. about that. I got the last uh, whole one from DAF yeah. <laughs> in Scotland anyway. I got the last one mm. from DAF in 2018. Uh, genuine one. You can get them. Like aftermarket ones as well, but I would be dubious about well, putting an aftermarket one on it. The don't. genuine one, as you say, that comes in a daft box is Noah Bremser. Uh-huh. And um, HSA Tech down our way, Noah Bremser. APU in one box, air dryer in another box, delivered, dropped off, 295 quid, complete. Perfect. Boom tish. So that's going under the bed of the starter motor that's been under there. Because the starter motor used to drop in bits yearly. Yeah, I've got um, a starter motor as well. Uh, <laughs> and then. The last one dropped in bits about three years since, but it dropped in bits on its own overnight. I got back to the yard, parked up, fine. Just came at the morning, click, nothing. And uh, Bendix dropped off end into into Bellhousing, as it always does. So as long as it drops and it rolls to the bottom, you can fish it out with your fingers so you don't have a big starter gear running around in your Bellhousing. Anyway, long story short, starter motor's no longer available from DAF. Uh, Prestolite do them. I can get them from Dingbro. Who's the guy in well, Manchester as well? I got eight one. Eight o'clock in the morning when you want one. Trust me. Mm. And, uh, so I got one from a Backstreet Harry in Wakefield. He 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 got one for whatever reasons. That went on and it's been brilliant. But John Tolley again, our man. Mm. He put me onto a genuine supplier. Um, so I've got a spare tucked away under the bed. Needless to say, because I'm carrying about a hundred weight of starter motor about under the bed, it's not gone, has it? The minute no, I take it out, the minute you take that out, oh God, right. that's absolutely guaranteed. I've got one under there as well. I've got one. Uh, John Murphy from Redgate recommended this place right. in Manchester that I got the starter motor from, and I was down there doing a photo shoot, and I popped into this tiny little place. Oh, I would have to go and look up where it was. It was like a little old shop front for the seventies, and you went in, and it was proper old school. And I've got, right. I ended up getting a starter from there, and I also got one from Dingbro up here so now I have a so I put one on the blue lorry which I then sold but I've still got my spare one just in case you know it's it's some man Mr Murphy he's forgotten more than most people know about I've actually got well I have actually got a set of photographs because I did back in the days when I was working for trucking magazine we did a photo shoot and a couple of his Scania's and we shot all the other stuff in his yard Um, Because he's got the Scania 141 and the, the Foden Alpha 1 double drive and everything. And I actually need to go and do something with that in the magazine because month after next, I'm going to go and put an extra 16 pages in the magazine about old stroke retro trucks. Because 
a sad thing, Classic Truck Magazine, um, which I used to do work for, it's another company, um, they, the Classic Truck has done its last issue this month, so I'm going to go and see what appetite there is for, I'm going to see what appetite there is for some like sort of extra um, old truck content, 1980 onward sort of stuff, um, 80s, 90s stuff, so I'm going to put some extra stuff in the magazine to see if it'll, you know, if it'll engage with the readers, if you want to see some old extra truck stuff, you'd better go and you better go and buy that issue and tell a friend about it. You know. I didn't know that. That's quite a shock. Ah <coughs> <coughs> oh, well, there you go. <coughs> so that's good. But uh, mm. what, what else has been been happening with the truck out driving? And you've gone up to Scotland. You've done the E-Cast valve. I uh, <coughs> had a six weekly, which you know I do occasionally. <laughs> yeah, um, I need some back rubber. It's time for some back drive tyres. Unfortunately, they're down to sort of three and two across the back, so um, I don't cut tyres usually. So that's um, what are you going to go for? What are you thinking about? I'm staying with GT. They've been brilliant. I went. I went to GT. We got these drive tyres on on the Friday before Truckfest, the hot year, uh, eighteen, because it had pissed down, hadn't it, for a month, and it was horrible and I thought I had no diff lock at the time and I've you know from previous experience at Peterborough I thought oh god so I got a set of GT radials across the back instead of Hankooks because Hankooks had gone up silly money and I rang a tyre company who said try these so I did and they've done from uh, end of March early April whatever April 18 to now and down to 3 mil they've been brilliant uh, they've been quiet Fuel economy is not being affected. They've been marvellous, and they were two hundred and fifty quid a piece right across. So I'm going to stay with GTs unless they've gone dual alley price wise. Well, I thought so. Our man Stuart Oliver, he does, he deals with GT and things. You know, mm. I'm going to ask him. They've been really good. Come up, really good tyres. Um, obviously, I'm not a tyre pen merchant anyway, but I wouldn't want to be tyre penning up GITI two nine five Ramley walls if I was, but I'm not, so that's good. So that's because right. we have to be doing it next week or two. Because I'm still pretending that I'm having an MOT, even though I'm plainly not. Um, have they decided when they're going to start doing this again? Another three months, yeah. And uh, they're having meetings, and they're going to see if they can start some sort of testing again during June. That's yeah, well, all they've said. What, but we've got we've got a roll in three months again. They're a disgrace, you know. That's Tarts. it's. They're going to have to go and put new trucks onto like two-year MOTs mm. or something, you know. The mm. 19 plates that are coming through the night, I'll just get a yeah. two-year MOT to try. Even if they, start, you know, if they start testing again in June, mm-hmm. how are they going to do that? I don't know how they're going to, like, surely, are they going to, like... All you boys that were, sha- you know, all you boys that got shafted in March and April come to the front of the queue? Yeah, I bet. Right. Mm. Okay. So anyway... There's a lot of rubber to buy for that, and I've got a bit of plain drag link at one end. Um, I don't bother with this splitting drag link ends off and putting half on and this and that. I'll just get another drag link on, that's how I've always done it. Because by the time you've done p- pulling your bag out with oxy trying to get end out, you're just mm. better off buying a full drag link at 300 quid and banging that on. So we'll do that. Um, a few cracks in a few airbags, but nothing serious. And they're only auxiliary ones up middle axle okay. anyway, little pointless ones. Mm. So I went so, out to mine. Last Sunday, I was last Sunday. I went out to it and removed the whole plastic um, wing panel off it because I want to paint it. Because I'm thinking I could, I might do it in grey, like my front panel. So I've got a bit of you know, see what Done. that looks, see what that looks like. I'm not entirely sure yet, but that big panel comes off with a great many screws and bolts behind it, and a lot of them shear off. And I'm pleased to say that yeah. the only thing that broke off the um, the support bars, which I think I could probably buy. 
from DAF anyway. So, yeah. But I took that off last week and put it in the back of my Omega Estate, drove it back to go and paint it, and then the weather was pretty crap all week, and um, I was severely lacking in motivation. So that was still, God. Still sitting in there now. That's God intervening to stop you painting it grey. Do you not think I should? Leave it red, it looks brilliant, maroon and red. It'll look toss grey. You reckon? Well, it still needs yeah. painted anyway, because it's all scuffed nah. to shit. So I would have nah, to go and do the red. whole... I do need to do the whole lot of it and got a bit of clear coat on it so it's like they're cheap those you know you can buy those from Bison in Sheffield replacement ones if it's all chewed up and chavelled you can get them for about 100 no it's just, it's just the paint's come off it where the boot when your oh, boot right. hits it right. like all the time it's, it's no it just need, no no it just needs painted yeah. and underneath that as well th- those cabs are notorious for rotting out under there quite and some can be quite bad but I took it off and it's um, surface rust if I get the needle gun onto it then that'll clean up and I'll go and hit it with a load of um H primer and stone chip and that should Aye. do that for that should oh, do that forever. It's, it's good to hear because the cock womble that painted my cab two years ago, he plainly had a go at taking him off and snapped two of those little sad talks off. Surprised then, at that. What you need to do promptly what, glued them back in with Tiger Seal and said no, painted it all in place and then uh, I paid the bill. Thought, you, look the at the that, way to get those I'm I'd be surprised. I reckon that yours, the, they would come out of yours because you know it doesn't live in the north of Scotland. But if well, you get the torques now with a drill, that's all. Mm. If you get the torques, what you're supposed to get the torques, put it into the the bolt and go and hammer it, smack it, and it will shock the threads loose. That's what the people don't do. They just put the socket end into them and then try and turn them and it chews or snaps them. But if you give it a belt, then it will slacken the rust off and the things yeah, well, it's will, the too things late will because the bell end just snapped them off and glued them back in with tiger seal and painted I got, the thing I managed to so. get them out that blue Foden that lived in Nile Lewis yeah. and there was no metal left under the wing on that I really wish I hadn't done that in that case that was how many have you got underneath they went cabs over what have you got under there to worry about um, there's a few but once the cab's up they're, they're all accessible they're, and they're bigger toxes as well they're like 45s so you've got your three that look at you uh-huh. On the outside, haven't you? And then it, it starts to get interesting underneath, does it? Then you've got two that go up that you that are like you need to look under to see them at the yeah, top of yeah. it. But they're bigger, they're like T forty fives. And once you get under once you've got the cab up, that there's no way you're gonna snap one of them. That's like a heavy yeah. thread on it. The whole thing came off in one piece, so I have got the um I have you got a gasket between wing and cab then to stop water coming through there or what? No, there's nothing there on it. I would recommend uh I would recommend um, sealant on that as you as I, you re, as you remount it. I would I, once I would seal it on there so it wasn't dry. Once it's painted, like Tiger Seal bead in between, and uh, that'll uh, be that. Well, I've yeah. got a hope. Well, I was just I wonder if I could do anything with it. You know, I wonder if I could get an MOT on it and things. I wonder if anybody would like be interested in having me have it in their operator's license for a week to go and drive it. You know, about the place. I don't know. Would that be a stupid thing to do? Possibly, but I quite like doing stupid things. <coughs> well, if you've got an itch that needs scratching, the only way you can deal with that is scratch it or get some ointment. So, yeah, go, <laughs> go and lose money for a week like the rest of us. Well, we'll go see. Well, they, I've on. got, well, the thing is, I have managed to. With a big smoky cat doing 60 colour. Yeah. Yes. I, well, it is. Well, what I've done is, I've, Daft were wanting to give me that CF480. Sitting there doing nothing. They're like, when do you want it? When do you want it? And I'm like, well, I'm now into the two weeks, the busy weeks of the magazine, and and then I can't, I would have it normally after that, but I have managed to book flights to go and see my beloved girlfriend in Germany from the 19th to the 21st of June because um, at the moment they're opening up travel to people from... 
the UK, you can come into Germany from the 15th of June. Now, Denmark won't allow people from the UK in, and you're not allowed to travel to the UK, but they can travel to Germany. So, I've booked the flights, and I'm hoping that everything's going to be okay, but the thing what I'm going to have to do when I come back is I'm going to have to self-quarantine for two weeks um, for leaving to go to a country with no virus, so... Um, that's the second two weeks of June are wiped out, so I can't actually drive that truck. And then after those two, well, if you if you want it to go and do something with it, I can send it. Send yeah. it on. I'll get this into paint shop. Yay! Yeah, fire it right, out. That's fine. Um, it's 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 a CF, not an XF. So, but it's basically just the same as the Foden, but cab wise. But it's got the uh, tracks and automatic box. It'll be eco moded up. I think. Mm. I don't. I think. Well, it depends, because I did have a daft demonstrator. It's all about the economy. And, mm-hmm. yeah. I did have a daft demonstrator once where it had all been switched off because it had been it had been into um, it had been into a hauler and they'd had it all switched off. So, Aye. Uh, well, Maybe I could, yeah. because the problem that I've got is once I have my two-week self-imposed self-quarantine bollocks, um, I'm then back into the two busy weeks on the magazine. So... Yeah. That would mean, I'm just looking at the calendar again here, uh, well, that's me written off the last two weeks in June, which means I'm free again, six. I'll wait there now. Well, maybe I could do something. I'll go and ask him, see if, you, if he'd send it your way. So maybe, uh, I could, maybe, I could, maybe I could get it after you in mm. July. That would be all right, because I'm Grant. thinking I need, I, need to go, I need to go out and get about and do some stuff, because obviously I'm going oh. slightly... I'm get, I am I am like on the limit now. I'm having less product less and less productive time than I am normal stuff. You know, being myself. I need to get and do some driving. How has it been out on the road? Because there's a lot more people now <coughs> returning to work and right. things and mm. I'm gonna say this only once in a Listen right, very yeah. carefully. If it says I it's on the say this only once. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I am preaching to the converts here because we're all truckers are involved in trucking in one way or another, or lorry drivers, if you want. Oh God knows, there say, may be other people that listen to this. I don't, don't know. Call me a trucker. I'm a lorry driver. Yeah. Right. Well, those of you that are still in 1954, then in your lorries, this is for you as well. Um, you will know if you are driving currently that the standard of driving and the volume of traffic and the attitude of said drivers is getting back to somewhere where we were in February. Suddenly, we're not being clapped everywhere we go and we're not heroes and we're not keeping the bloody country going. We are just dickheads in wagons again. This last week has been terrible. Cut up, chopped up, undertaken, fingers out of windows, stuff thrown out of windows. I've got more jolly on my dash cam than enough I could have a little YouTube station if I didn't have any sort of a sex life and had nothing else to do. The people have forgotten. I don't know if these are the same people that are rioting in London or whether everybody's heads are, right, if we're allowed to go round to grandma's and sit on the lawn, six of us, then we're allowed to throw things at wagons again. I don't know, mm. but it's back to how it was. It's terrible out there. And I think it's multiplied in its misery because these morons haven't been out for six, eight, ten I, weeks. I really and think... think The little I, ability they had I, previously to drive, they've lost it. Aye. It's, 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 unu- it's unusual for people to spend that much of a gap mm. not driving. Aye, definitely. 
I would agree with that. I would agree it's with shocking. that. It's shocking. It really is. And I know that sounds a bit middle-aged. It's shocking. But it is. I'm stunned by how rancid it's gone in a week. You know, it's been fantastic for us. Yeah, yeah, we can't get a coffee and ambulance drivers can have a free one. and You know, but this is terrible. It's just back to hell mode. Mm. And we're on reduced rates. And diesel's expensive again. I'll get in that way. And, and, and. So I'm... There, there you go. There's my rant about that particular subject. Over, but diesel is getting dear again. So I don't know where this is. Uh, where this is heading? I've gone up about six pence in a week and a half thereabouts. Well, they want to, they'll take the opportunity to go and like stick it up as quickly as much more quickly than it came down anyway. Wouldn't we all? <laughs> Did you want to Aye. mention something about? I've got on my list of things here. Um, uh, business restart loans. Did you want to mention anything about that? Well. I uh, ignored that generally because I don't like loans, full stop. Um, so what, shy- what is this? This is something that the government is offering to business? Basically, yeah, if you've had a tough time and you can show a good you know, good business case for borrowing this money, you can have some. Um, and I've spoken to a couple of lads, oddly, this week that have done, and they've got just shy, well, 50 and just shy of 50 grand apiece. And the deal is that they've got this money for 12 months without any repayments and then after that over six years at three percent so in my mind if you can have it owner drivers or hauliers well if you're if you're sitting with stuff on, if you're sitting with stuff on like higher interest business loans exactly at the moment i mean i've got because when i went i went and um when i bought the food and i'd gone and put a lot of stuff into place and all that and i've got a loan with like a but yeah. it's hardly anything on it it's about three or four grand but it was yeah. on a business rate loan so the interest rate was a lot higher. That's definitely something anybody I, anybody well, who's got a truck should look into, I would think. Well, that's what it's for, really. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to sink and this 50 grand can stop you sinking and keep everything tickety-boo, then that's what it's for. Now, my view at this point, well, not really my view so much because I'm old school. I want to keep the phone. But my wife, who was my accountant before she went off to be a teacher, says you'd be a dick for not having this money even if you mm. sit on it for a year and do something with it and then give them it back on block next year mm. and say there you go there's your 50 before you pay any money or mm. now is the time to go out and buy that euro six that i'm going to be forced into and i might as well do it at 12 months payment free and yeah. then three percent well, it, it gives you a fair amount of options at the euro sixes as well you know that opens up opens up quite a, a lot of mm. stuff i mean the thing is as well now that the, the truck sales market is through the floor like they're, they're desperate yeah. to get people into new trucks and with euro six having been about since 2014 now there are a lot more choice yeah. on euro six you know euro five is basket case stuff it's export mm. it's export material it's all because of the ULA euro so five sounds a bit modern for us euro five eh? well the, the thing is there's, there's no difference between a euro five and you know a Gardner one eighty in the eyes of an ultra low emissions zone. No, no. You know it, there's no difference no. between any of it. It's all excluded just the same. So, because I put that a post in Facebook this week about an Iveco Australis because there were a lot of super truckers on one of the pages. It was the commercial motor truck of the week, and people saying if I walked into the yard and saw that, I'd walk back out again and all this. I'm like, yeah, of course you would, eh? Because you're so so brilliant. Um, I, a lot of people just now would be happy to drive in it and just to, to have yeah. like some secure work uh, um, right. but I, the price on it was it was a 64 plate Euro 6 Stralis fridge everything in it fully loaded 15 grand 
Yeah. And it's like, you know, if you can get three years out of that and throw it away, I mean, that's that's the price yeah. of that's the price of a very modestly specced Ford Focus or something, you know. It's, yeah, I mean, that you know that would do you three years and it'd go on boat, wouldn't it, for six grand? It would, it would, it would go on the boat for next to, next to nothing, aye, but it, it shows Excellent. you... It's that they that wasn't put a year ago. That truck was a twenty five thirty grand truck, mm. so you can see how much it's fallen. Well, maritime, you know, this, you know, maritime. It's on a shift um, Highline Scania's mm. uh, Euro six fourteen and fifteen plates at fifteen grand at minute. Mm. I got to, I got told nice things about maritime last week. I, when I was on the photo shoot with Paul Moyer, who's an owner driver, he bought Aye. his Scania from maritime. And he got like a large choice of them, and they took one off mm-hmm. the road. They took one off the road for him, yeah. Um, and made sure it was all right. It was exactly what he wanted. And he said it was like mint. I mean, Maritime aren't exactly hard pressed. They all do like forty-two mile an hour. Um, mm-hmm. So ma- yeah, well, maybe, maybe it's not a bad lad, Matty's. To be fair, he's been there some years as Matt. I mean, I haven't pulled for Maritime since they opened Leeds Depot. There was me and Osset Containers, Richard McGee pulled for him out of Garforth then, and that was. 2005 perhaps mm-hmm. and Matt Heath started not long after that down at um, Tilbury mm-hmm. and he had the used truck sales and he's still there he's Matt and he's a decent enough sort he's alright mm-hmm. um, I can't comment about the other chaps I don't know him but Matt Heath I find him level still sends me a Christmas card every year etc etc so um, I wouldn't work for him again to be honest but I'd, uh, I'd not hesitate in going down and having a look if I wanted a 450 mm-hmm. I don't particularly well, like you know, low roof globe totters have got mercs and that they can keep. They should have. Up, they should have. Um, they should have Highline Scania's, and they, they should have. They, they'll yeah, they have are. like they'll have like fridge microwave coffee maker, and they'll go and. Yeah, well, these fifteen granders. These are Highline. Yeah, I mean, they would go and bang a load of extras on it if you want, but they are pretty well mm. specced anyway. I suppose yeah. it comes back to then again the argument against against going for the four the four the R four fifty is the very safest bet. Yeah. But whether or not you want to get a bit more emotional and go for well, it, you know, you know a V8 or something, or yeah, something like you know. Yeah, my head is shouting 450 at me. Whenever I think about Scania, it's shouting 450, it's shouting 11 to gallon, it's shouting having some money in bank. However, this week, when the, uh, we were getting closer to the low mass uh, powder tank sale up at Buxton, I found myself almost unwillingly going onto the auctioneer's website and registering for a buyer's number. What was happening? Um, low mass. Low, yeah, tank, fleet. powder tankers, yeah. Ah, fleet renewal, they do it every two or three years. They've got a lovely 580, 66-plate tag, beautiful thing, and I was awfully tempted to get on with that business loan and just get and buy that bugger. But fortunately, yesterday, I uh, I was blown away there, so I don't have to confess anything. I think, it's got, expensive think it's got I think it's got to be the 450, given, given the circumstances that we might have going forward. I mean, you can get the things... You can in theory get the things remapped as well. I got a bit more poke. Apparently not at the um, expense of the economy. Remapping is a bit, a bit of a. Not going to lose card. anything though on that on that five eighty tag. You're not going to lose anything in a year. You can buy that this year and you're fifty grand from uh, mm. Boris. Have it for a year, interest free. Well, payment free, and then in, in twelve months' time, if things still look grisly because of this bloody COVID nineteen or whatever's left afterwards, it will move on because it's a V eight. Mm. You'll be out of it. You could be in it, have a free year out of it, and move it on. I don't know. Four fifty is always going to, you know, it's always going to depreciate. But that's not, especially not bought at auction money. No. So, oh, it's uh, it's the the conundrum, isn't it? It's the, mm. what, what do you what do you do? Mm. Mm. This is why I I spend as much time as I do rubbing my beard because I I spent too far too much time pondering and not enough time doing. 
That's it. You need to go and get like you need to go and get like a whiteboard. You know. The voices are shouting. It's only going to do seven and a half, eight gallon max. I'm thinking, well, mine does seven and a half, eight gallon max. And yeah, if I'm you'll not get paying it, anything you'll... for it for twelve months. I might as well do it in a bloody V8 as a straight. Well, six. I say it'll, it'll do it seven and a half, eight all day, and it'll do it at fifty-six mile an hour. You won't be slowing down on any of the hills. Well, um, this is it. Yeah, big time off. You know, all these Manchester's and Liverpool's I'm doing. When I leave our yard at Barnsley, obviously I go straight up to Peniston, up to Flouch, and straight up full drag up past Wagon and Horses off at Woodhead on six to eight every morning. Now, when you've dragged four load a week over there at fifteen miles an hour, you do tend to think, do you know what? Maybe it's time. Cause mm. I could get to Liverpool in under a day if I had a bit more horsepower. Perhaps I don't know. Something to definitely, something to definitely. Um contemplate closely but don't buy an R490 because you know 50% of the people that talked about them say <laughs> yeah yeah I know but it's the old thing and it opinions are like arseholes we've all got one but it's rude to share so here's the news this week from our uh, colleagues at Motor Transport some of the top news stories which have uh, come out during the week first up Redundancies on the cards at Eddie Stobart Logistics. Eddie Stobart's preparing to make redundancies across the group, with sources claiming around 100 jobs are at risk. A statement ESL said, like many other businesses, we are dealing with unprecedented circumstances due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Across some of areas of our business, we have engaged with our colleagues who are at potential risk of redundancy. We continue to review the structures of our business whilst remaining focused on meeting the business needs and services of our customers. We are unable to comment further at this time. Well, I don't know what you think about that, but that's that's not going to be the last, and they're not going to definitely not going to be the first either. Well, DSV at Immingham have um, issued redundancy notices, I think, to thirty of their fleet at Immingham. So it's going to start and it's going to get messy. So all this. People advertising jobs on uh, on Facebook and people go, I wouldn't get out of bed for that. All that. It's all about to, that's all about to changing things, you know. It doesn't I matter if you're driving yeah. if you're going to be driving a flat roof Iveco Australis, you know, you're just going to be. There's going to be a lot of people willing to work for ten pound an hour going forward. I think, isn't there? Ten pound an hour sounds perfectly decent if you're getting it like all day, every day, and you know you're getting mm. paid through your brakes and things. It just, um, you know, most of diesel pump boys that you get to talk to down here. Make me wonder what I'm doing with wages they're all apparently on, so I don't know. Mm. It sounds like most of them are on 40 yeah. grand a year and, uh, you know, timeshare mm. shares in uh, Magaluf. And... Well, uh, the next story, the Anderson Group, an iconic um, firm from Scotland, uh, are cutting jobs at Sam Anderson of Newhouse and T. McMillan, who do um, like containers and flats. The Anderson Group is mulling whether to close down two of its haulage operations, Sam Anderson, Newhouse and T. McMillan Transport, as it begins to make redundancies at both the firms. Uh, so that will be uh, a terrible shame, but the company made a pre-tax loss uh, to the 31st of December 2018 of £491,582. So if they made that as a loss to the end of 2018... That could be concerning. They don't always know what losses because a lot of it can be tied into investing heavily in new equipment. Yeah, I was going to say, is that trading loss or is that because of investment? Yeah, pre-tax losses, you don't know. But, I mean, that's this is starting to filter in across it the is. industry. You're going to see job cuts and companies can only go on for so long. So the economy needs to move again, but it will take time. So let's see if we can find a good note. Losses mount at Abbey Logistics. Abbey Logistics has reported pre-tax losses of 3.67 million 
for the year 29th June 2019 after a restated loss of 4.42 million in the previous year. Now a lot of these companies will have been just on the edge and this might just um, push them over and it's... Uh, Didn't Abbey expand quite a lot in the last five years? They've bought a few companies out, haven't they, Abbey? They've always been steady in food, you know, food chain, but they, I'm sure they've uh, bought a few. Yeah, it said underlying trading volumes had not been materially affected by the COVID-19 pandemic and that almost 75% of the company's revenues are derived from the transport of food ingredients in the UK food yeah. production supply chain. Mm. So I, I don't know what to make of that. It's um, a lot of um, uncertainty. Got a they do a lot of hot like molten chocolate catting and that sort of thing, Abbey. They've got heat tanks. Here we go. DVSA extends vehicle testing suspension right they've confirmed that the testing has been extended to include vehicles due for test shortly yes 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 whatever just they can't be bothered yeah we get it yeah so that's some of the stuff from um motor transport although here's a better news story clipper lockdown boost to online shopping helps clipper weather covid19 storm Clipper Logistics, this is the other side of the coin that you get in the industry. Clipper Logistics is experiencing unprecedented volume increases under lockdown with retail customers' online sales outstripping Black Friday levels by 100%. Yeah. Announcing its trading update for the year to 30th of April 2020, the company said it had weathered an initial period of disruption to deliver a boost of activity from other quarters. Um so that there is another haulier that is absolutely flying because they're working in a sector um, which deals with online shopping and they're also rolling out additional yeah. services to supermarket customers and landed a supply chain deal for warehousing and distribution of PPE to hospitals. So I'm, I'm not happy there in that article that they've not thanked my wife personally for the boost in volumes because she seems to have increased Amazon's turnover annually by 12% since early April. So I think, you know, yeah. Mrs. Catherine Madison should get some plaudits for that <laughs> before a barrier somewhere on the penalty. I mean, that's, that's, you know, some of these firms are going to be doing, uh, or being like a, a great place out, out of this. Um, yeah. In other ones, it's going to be like cutting back. I hope that it's oh. just a, I hope... Well, well, what? Go on. No, it's fine. I just no, I've just thought of I've just thought of a biggie locally that you know, it's just gone. I just down. Th well, I just hope that it's an attraction. You know that companies are going to have to go and cut their cloth for the time yeah. being, and then it will come back again. Once a company gets wiped off the map, then that's it. It's gone, it's gone. forever. And yeah. I know, in, I know, in the case of one of them that we mentioned there, there would be much cheering and rejoicing. But like companies of that size, you know, somebody else would step in and pick up the assets for a pound and it would be well, the running, fear again, there. running again with, you know, uh, there, would be blue, there would be blue trucks instead of... Um, yeah, if Stobart goes kaboom, it'll be something like Willie Betts that steps in or, or worse. That's the issue. Mm. I know Stobarts so aren't who, universally liked, are they? But at least they're... Um, and how? Contrib <laughs> Contributing the shekels into uh, into this economy rather than the Hungarian one. Anyway, um, locally, on Friday I saw that Trade Team are shutting Sheffield. Obviously, pub deliveries have have stopped. And, yeah, uh, that's the, the DHL Trade Team are the little um, like the dray wagons, little articulated DAF LFs. Yeah, and yeah, they've got all sorts in Sheffield, uh, uh, big Volvo Attics and all sorts doing well, you know yeah. trunking. And it's a big dip. I think there's a hundred odd men. Well, look, I take it they must have moth, I take it they must be mothballing it then. No, because, it's closing. It's done and dusted. They're shutting what's, it. What's going to happen? They've decided the... that no. the north of England, the northeast of England, apparently they can service with two depots. So Sheffield's yeah. got the. Uh, 
Ah, uh, see, so they've got other backers for it. Cause, yeah, because yeah. once, once all these places open up again, that'll be the next thing, though, but that much of an attraction in the, the supply chain for the brewing and beer industry that whenever then does opens up, everywhere's going to run out of beer. Mm. Watch. Well, <laughs> it's <laughs> all sort of carved up nicely between trade team, isn't it, and Kern and Nagel up here on, you know, uh, yes. pub, pub job. And I'm sure... Well, he says he's sure. I'm ninety percent sure because I have a I have a dark and cloudy mind. But I'm positive. In the last week or so, I've read somewhere else that Kern and Nurgle aren't having a happy time either. So if um, if both of those in that sector start chopping legs off and putting things to bed, he buys. If the pub job opens up again after uh, after mm-hmm. summer, there's going to be some serious work there for the smaller companies to step in and help. I mean. Kern and Nagel used to use loads of subbies up here in the booze. Loads. But I don't know of anybody well, that's pulling from it at the minute. Uh, I interviewed a chap who's got 10 trucks this week who's involved in aggregates and things, and he's been running mm. right the way through. And some of the big yeah. boys have like gone and shut down and furloughed all their drivers, and it's mm. worked as an advantage to him because he's had a lot of work come in at the last minute Aye. whereby Aye. he's picked it up. And yeah, maybe, you know, if the smaller some of the smaller ones can weather the storm, they'll be able to pick something up at the end of it. I think what we'll do is we'll go and return to a, a few motor transport news stories each week, and hopefully, Aye. hopefully we'll get some uh, better news ones as time goes on and things, a bit of positivity. Oh, well, that'll cheer up the pucker trucker that I had a coffee with the other morning in Immingham. Um, Oh, you uh, met Mr. Oliver. You met, you met Russell yeah. Oliver. Yeah. yeah, I did. I, I bumped into Russ the other morning. I got Lucy and introduced Lucy to Russell and vice versa. And she's all right. She's got no long. She's got no lasting mental scarring from that meeting. No, he was on good form, old mm. slim, and he, uh, he just says, "We could do with a bit more industry news, lads, innit? it? All right. Well, so uh, there you go, Russ. You've got some industry news this week amongst the bullshit. <laughs> signing off now i hope you've enjoyed the podcast this week if you do please tell your friends about it so we can get more people to know about it hope it's been a bit of um broadly a bit of positivity and some good news in some uncertain times hope everybody's uh, staying busy and also staying well and safe i'll catch up with you next week chris yes indeedy right i'm gonna get dressed now because i'm starting to feel a little bit uncomfortable sitting here naked on the webcam with you right catch you later thanks for listening to the truck and driver podcast Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk, where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.